Oh, yeah. Welcome to Midlife Crisis with my good friends, Steve and Jeff. I'm happy to see you guys uh, again this week. And um, Jeff, you need to leave soon. Um, because, Ooh, yeah. uh, Get out. <laughs> you have some personal personal <laughs> things you need to take care of. So, um, we'll yeah, later. man, I mean, you know, you want to get into it, Kev. Let's, yeah, let's get... get into it. But where were you were just before we kind of got started, you were telling us about some recent experience you were maybe a business experience you were at. What was that? So I was um I was at the NRF, the uh National Retail Foundation big show in right in Manhattan, Javits Center. <laughs> it's like a small city inside a city. Um unreal. Like Everyone that's anyone offering anything to anybody, every business was there. And I, I'm talking about, you know, in the gold rush, they talk about selling the picks and shovels. The picks and shovel vendors were there, man. Wow. Um, so components of, and a, a whole bunch of SaaS, like mm. everywhere you look. Um, and and, and this course, is the conference is what again? Say it again for us. The National Retail Foundation. Okay. So, so, so anybody, those who are retailing in general, whether that's, is that online as well? E-commerce, brick and mortar, like nice. all of it. Omni-channel as they call it. Um, and wow, what an amazing place. Uh, you know, terribly expensive. Crappy food. <laughs> Crappy food in the, you know, well, I mean, mm -hmm. let's just say it's not, okay, I don't want to upset anyone. <laughs> it looks around, but you know, it's convention center food. Yeah. For 45,000 people or whatever. It was, right. it's a pretty big show. People are not going there for the food. They're going there for the. Right. For the they content. bring their food with. That's <laughs> it. But I mean, you know, the big, you know, Microsoft was there who had like this. I mean, it wasn't a booth. It was a building in a building. Wow. Uh, but just crazy off the hook stuff. So I, I'm sure CES and, and. Other trade shows are are just as amazing for the setup and then the instantaneous teardown. Mm -hmm. um, you know, four o'clock the show closes, and like ants came out to to feed and just tear mm. stuff. But um, that so that's pretty interesting. That whole logistics of it was uh, amazing. Were but, you uh, running a booth or were you just kind of an attendee? I was. I was um, in a booth. Um, and, uh, you know, and what is, so, um, I kind of an interesting timing cause I was just looking last week and, um, WordPress community has this thing called WordCamp. There's always one in Phoenix. We have one of the biggest here in Phoenix actually, but there's also much bigger ones I think in, um, uh, you know, the worldwide, but, um, anyway, it was going to be like, uh, you know, I do, we do support WordPress in my SaaS. Uh, it's not as well supported as other platforms, but I want it to be because I'm a WordPress guy and it's one of my like kind of long-term goals, but it's a kind of a hard market to break into, especially for us because there's so many other options out there. So many other competitors for courses. Um, that said, you know, I was like, maybe I could be a sponsor. It's not very expensive. It was about three or 400 bucks for like a decent level sponsorship uh, that would give you link backs and it would give you, you know, some uh, talking time and stuff like that. And, but I'd have to set up a booth and I'd have to do all that. I was just like, wow, that's, you know, I haven't, I've done that once where I set up a booth years ago. And the question for me is, will I actually get the the bang for the buck and the energy it takes and all that kind of stuff? Do what do you think in terms of your kind of just intuitively, are yeah. you guys as a company, when you go to something like that, getting, getting actual leads that, that convert, that become customers, et cetera? Great questions. And it is all of, so lead generation, and everything else, people come up to the booth. If you have swag stickers, you know, whatever. Um, if you're going to do a show in New York, when it's cold out, hats are straight fire. Wow. Like like so beanie caps, anything that keeps people's hmm. ears warm. That's smart. Because they're, oh, you know, I'm from whatever and it's cold here and hmm. hats. You know, and then you can see a sea of your logo running around, you <laughs> know, great, outside yeah, afterwards and things like that, or a scarf or something practical. Yeah. People are loving on the socks and things like that. So, yeah. but 
lead generation, once you've captured that lead, they want to come get your swag that you get a chance to, sure, I'll trade you this cool, squishy thing for mm. a conversation. Okay. And, you know, you need to have your pitch down. It should be that quick. How do you ask for that? Do, do you actually ask for that? Or do you just say, I'll give I you this literally, for the company? I literally email. do it, but I'm not okay. afraid. What do you say? Um, I will, I will literally go in and say, oh, sure. You, oh, this is, yeah, these are really nice. Yeah. What do you do? You know, before I give this to you, what do you do? Do you know what we do? And right there, a couple great questions. First, be interested, right? We talked about this. I don't know. I've heard this somewhere. Makes a lot of sense. Be interested and then interesting, right? Yeah. Be more interested than interesting. Yeah. And so start with interested. Who are you? What do you do? And then go from go from there. And then uh, you get a chance to exchange. Here's what we do. Here's, in other words, here is the value that we bring to the marketplace. Um, and you watch for resonance. I think being face to face, you know, you have a chance to kind of see if you're hitting on anything. Um, and um, you get pretty good. My good friend Steve here an expert in split domain troubleshooting where you can kind of go here or here. Mm. And once you can figure out what that, what that divide is, well, then you know which route to go and you do it again. You do it again. Mm. It's um. what do you do by the way, to follow up? Do you, are you expected personally to follow up with any of the folks that you get? They give you an with? app on your phone. Okay. And uh, the app will scan the barcode that has been printed on everyone's Nice. I imagine there is some company, you know, pitching for yeah, that yeah. at a trade show. Um, but that would be a really that's good. It's a great really idea. easy SaaS to set up and, and compete mm -hmm. with as well. Sure. Um and then do you follow up like do you actually I, I don't know what your role is, but but I mean how, are you giving that to the marketing department? Are you marketing uh, team is there? Okay, you, they're there. And they're yeah. supposed to follow up with them probably. And and it is their job. But my point was gathering those leads, yeah. asking good questions, taking really good notes mm -hmm. on that interface so that, yo, spoke to me, blah, 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 interested in this, nice. get back to him oh, about cool. this deal or whatever. Right. And good. then that's all stored in a database that then you get as a, a consumer of said mm. sponsored package. Sure, sure. Well, then here's all your leads sorted in alphabetical and by yeah. color and what. I, nice. I, okay. So um, that's a good idea. So I think in general, I mean, I feel like right now I'm I'm not ready for it because I feel like I don't have any swag. <laughs> it's a month away. It's less than a month. Actually, it's like three weeks away. Uh, don't have any swag. Don't feel like stickers. You could do stickers. Logo is great. Yeah, stickers are okay. a thing, man. That's cool. Put it on your laptop. No, it's got to be practical. Yeah. Well, right. like stickers are are cool, right? But kind of yeah. like you said, right? It's cold. So you're going out talking to people. You just see like a bunch of people who are cold outside. You're like, hey, guys, I got some hats. Hmm. You want these? Well, let me get your email address. Interesting. Let's talk. Then, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah, like, like it. Okay. That's cool. Um, or even, I don't know, like we did these trade shows um, for some of our products. And so we, we would set up a booth. And one of the things that I noticed was people would walk around and they're just carrying stuff, right? They didn't have bags. Mm. You're going to get these bags made, just these really nice fabric bags, get them made with, mm. you know, logo and stuff on it and just hand them out. Right. So then again, you just kind of get people seeing you. So like practicality. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's it. So I don't know what you could do. Like what? Like what's Phoenix the weather is not like that in cold. Phoenix? Like, um, <laughs> it's probably like, well, it's probably like 65 or something. Hand out Crocs. Yeah. Maybe or, hand, that's a good idea. It's, yeah, not, just it's funny because would be. Kind of cold, kind of chilly, but not cold. But I, but you're right. QR code about? on the toe, right? You know, <laughs> I like the idea of Crocs, like cheap Crocs or something. Yeah. Uh, well, because everybody gives you pens, everybody gives yes. you cups, everybody gives Good you point. all that stuff, right? So it's got to be something that's useful. So Too even true. just think about like, what would you use? Yeah. Good point. Right. All like, right. I like that. I don't know what else is in Phoenix. Uh, do you have scorpions there? Like, is there a scorpion killer? <laughs> I've, never, I've never personally seen one, even though I lived there for years. But I, I think that you're right. I mean, technically, that could be, that could be interesting to play on that scorpion. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff you could play with that would be kind of fun that people would probably dig. Yeah, um, like like just yeah. how do you stand out, right? Like, yeah, like, like I think the hats is an awesome idea when it's cold. Right, like that's 
Cool. Even nice shirts, or like even nice jackets, mm -hmm. right? And it, mm -hmm. a nice jacket or a, a nice shirt. I mean, it doesn't have to have like a huge logo, but just something. Sure. Something small. But how so do you give those away? You do. Are you giving those away? Or are you just? I mean, oh yeah, I mean, those it, are like prizes because I think for us, we don't have the, the. It budget could be for. a prize. Yeah. Vacation is a really popular thing. You know, like okay. all of those things, all of those market tropes, <laughs> everyone mm -hmm. you can think of is on display at one of these trade got shows. It, got it. Okay. I mean, everything. So, well, and even you don't have to brand it, right? So, like, even if it's just some things like where you're giving away some other mm. product nice. or something that's big, right? Like, you're giving away a Tesla, right? I mean, mm. like, people are going to, like people are going to talk about, talk about your company. <laughs> Think about yeah. that right on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We right, lost right, right. $50,000 this year. <laughs> right. But we gained two customers. It was really we good. Lead two, yeah, exactly. We came to trials. Um, I'm going to try and, uh, we can give a little mini Tesla. Up. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking Picture of, of Tesla, I, I, I want to start inviting luminaries to my team meetings. Um, you know, I'm, you know, just one of those things. We're sending the invites. They might not show up, but what if they do? <laughs> just, yeah, you, you should know, do that. What just if they do? You mean to your, to your work team? Meetings, you start yeah, like, okay. you know, just, well, you know, Elon's been invited this week. He's a busy guy. If he shows up, hey, we should probably have a question ready for him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to do that. It, like, you know, it's like everyone's going to go after an Elon, but what if even on this podcast, like people are I a lot more available than than you often think, and so we could even look at um, some getting some business folks on there that haven't been famous for a while. I think like there's people that were CEOs of a big company back in like 2010, and and finding and working your way up to a bigger round. So we can always look at that. Hand on my hand. Try Frank Slootman or DHH. Yeah, I saw. I bet you DHH would come. He did a post today um, about uh, the Apple appeal for the um, for the App Store. Did you hear about that? Oh, no. Well, I mean, we're not in the in the news section. Yet. Well, let's do it because we've kind of done we've done the conference. So let's do the news uh, right now. Yeah. All right. So. Um, Hannah Meyer Hansen uh, posted, um, I believe it was on LinkedIn, about the Apple appeal and how um, basically they they were denied. And so now instead, in this great raucous turnaround, they redid their terms and conditions. So now developers can link to their website, <laughs> where, of that course, it can monetize cheaper. Mm -hmm. But they've added a twenty-seven percent like commission on top of it, um, and within fifteen days after every month of doing business on the App Store, you have to provide you know your details of sale and everything else mm -hmm. so that they can track that and make sure that you're not out of compliance. And then, of course, so you're going to finally be able to buy Audible audiobooks inside yeah, the app, right? Or Kindle I, books? Or Kindle, yeah. The the article is on LinkedIn. Um, this was the gist, and, and he's kind of going off a bit, and and rightly well, so. Yeah, he he just started as once.com, right? Like, have you have you guys checked that out? I haven't. No. What is it? So he's got this base camp. He, he's got this thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like, I think Hey is probably their latest kind of big thing. It's it's been around for a number of years. Oh now. yeah, okay. Um, like I, I use it for my personal stuff, and it's pretty nice. Um, like I. I don't give out my Hey email address, but I still use like some other email and I just forward it all to my Hey account. And then I have that do my, my sorting. So it, I don't know, it kind of keeps me a little more organized, especially with newsletters, stuff like that. But he started something called once and there's a, an episode I, I was watching. It was this week in startups that mm. he was on with Jason Calacanis mm. talking through his, nice. his once.com. Right. So he's saying like, everything is a SAS now. Now you're paying for all this stuff. And right. he was talking more about the pendulum, right? So if you think like 20 years ago, everything was on-prem. You needed servers to run your software. You, you would buy this COT stuff. You would run it. And then everybody kind of switched to SaaS. And now his goal is like bringing it back. So once.com is meant to sell something that you buy once and then you subscribe to updates yeah. and that kind of a thing. Which right? is so sort of well, how plug-in business works that, that I'm doing 
and um, you buy it technically once. And I used to actually do it where I just you you just bought it once and there was no recurring aspect to it. And uh, I basically turned. I remember I was at a conference and a friend of mine who was also a plugin developer said, "Just turn on recurring subscriptions yearly, and see what happens." And it basically doubled my revenue in that in Oh, like wow. two years. And I was like, ooh, never again. But what it's interesting is that I, I've i heard of this from the all-in, of course, too, uh, Steve, like that once. And now, now I'm refresh, you're refreshing my memory. But I am wondering, what, what do you guys think? My sense, and you guys are in the open source world, is it's a great idea. But once they kind of start to learn how much work it takes to support a customer five years later, because they're going to have to provide support. If, For, if they for don't, an old version. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, do you it think depends they're on the that? product. Yeah, so I, I could see it. I mean, if you think about like how this would play out today, I, I mean, even if you take something, right? So you're, you're going to have a version and it's not that you're going to ma be maintaining an old version of the software, right? So if we think about it, Okay. just packaging up containers, right? So you put your your code in a container, you're just going to provision a new container and you you can have terms around it. Like, you know, you have to be running the latest version or, or Right. whatever. So you can, you're able to pull or get the latest Just version. plus two or whatever. So you're, you're continuing to upgrade, right? But there is that prop. that I guess that situation where you can run into if a user doesn't want to upgrade or it's too hard or they get into this situation and then now, now they're 10 releases back and, and will the upgrade work? Especially if you Yeah. have something you think about like a database Oh migration, my gosh, some yeah. of those pieces Where like I that. see that being tough though, I mean, just with the cloud native, like cloud native, okay, we're going to be updating. Sure, we can kind of have a cutoff date, but I, I see maybe an embedded or IoT or things that are device, you know, it's in the device. There it is. But um, being able to support something that's embedded without kind of an update mechanism, it could get difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the thing he was talking about, like the first thing they're launching, and I haven't looked at this, but I heard it's kind of like a competitor to Slack, Mm right? hmm So yeah. that's the thing they're talking Wow. about because everybody was freaking out about Slack's That would prices. be awesome, actually. I would love that because I don't want to pay for the pro Slack per, you know, per user. I just don't feel like paying for that when it's not that valuable. But having the one thing that, it, you know, that I don't like is that all my messages disappear after like 90 days. Yeah, And I'm like, yeah. wait, what did I, what were we talking about? And I look and it's like, it's missing. And uh, that would be, that'd be a nice thing to have. So that is a cool idea. I guess the one thing I wonder, and so I think he could pull it off. You know, obviously these guys can pull it off. The one thing I do wonder though is, um, you know, what's even better than giving you the package to host yourself, even with Dockerization or um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Containerization. Containerism, sorry. I No, hate that's to, all right. I hate to use a uh, bad word there. With They're containerism, not the only runtime in <laughs> town. That's exactly. all we're saying. That's all we're saying. Uh, with containerism, that makes it a lot easier, as you guys have, have shown me the light on. Um, but even more than, even what's even easier is going to like AppSumo, where you have say, these lifetime deals for SaaSes, and you get this going for, you know, it's kind of hosted for you. Like even with, um, I pay for some, I paid for something called Uber Suggest, which is by Neil Patel years ago. It's a SEO. Yep. software and i paid the lifetime we paid the lifetime price of like three or four hundred bucks and i mean that has been incredible and it's just always there it's always running and i never have to be like oh wait where, what's this weird error i you know i guess the my server updated Right. the php I forgot to update my and what's subscription. going right yeah exactly or something like that where or if i want to get the new feature i do an upgrade and then it all breaks which happened to me the other day with one of my um containers actually on on this thing i think it was It was like a password thing, password kind of uh, software or SaaS type thing. And I upgraded to the new version to get some new features, crash, everything broke. And I had to basically do a backup or restore backup. So, I mean, I just, I do wonder how big this market's going to be when all, when we've been so conditioned to have the convenience of not having to host it ourselves. Um, and then also I find with the, with the, on the flip side, what's difficult as a vendor for that is because I'm doing this with plugins is that every customer has a different environment. And so most of the 90% of our efforts is saying, Oh, it's not working. Well, it's working for everybody else. Can you send me your login and we'll, we'll go check it out. And then they've got a gazillion plugins that are causing conflicts. Yeah. And it's like, we're spending all this time fixing one person's system where if it was hosted by us, we could see either there's a bug or there's not, and we just fix it. And it's, you know, I don't know. Um, You know, the pros and cons Yeah. of the support would be questionable. I got to go.
unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> just when we're getting started. I, just, I know. I just, I committed to help a person out. Um, All right. And they it. are, you know, those people that will come and get you, no questions asked, <laughs> a, a me yes. Mexican jail. That was right. that kind of call. I got to okay. do it. Um, got to do it. But um, well, I'll check out your word. Well, who knows? Maybe it'd be a quick thing. Hey, you just need bail? Here you go. No. <laughs> All right, I'll catch up with you, fellas, soon. Take good care. See you, Jeff. Yep. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, what I was going to say, like, that's where containerization can help because you isolate the environment or at least the hosting the hosting platform. Right. Okay. So it can reduce these uncertainties a little bit more. Yeah, it gets a little bit better, I think. And then, truthfully, I'm pretty sure even if it's – you're just going to end up like self-hosting your SaaS, if you will, yeah. you're probably going to host it in the cloud somewhere. Sure, sure. So it, it's still... so you're paying five bucks a month, maybe instead of 50 or 100 or something like that. And then it'd be nice, like yeah. what I'm doing with um, this Captain Rover uh, system that I basically just, it just automatically is a is an option to download, to install on a on a virtual private server, on again, on DigitalOcean, I think, or in many other places. And you just install it it's already go it's already ready to go it has a bunch of like pre-configured docker uh, docker i think is what it uses um and what's nice about it is i pay five bucks but i can host 10 different apps on that same um oh, wow. on the same vps and share those resources so i wouldn't i'm not actually paying five bucks per app i'm paying you know two or three or a dollar um right. so that's a that you know i think that's the power of a containerization too is that you can you really can reduce those costs. Um, yeah, there's more maintenance though on the other side of it, but but still. Yeah, and again, it, it all depends on right, like where you you always have to manage something, right? So even if yeah. you're hosting it locally, you got to upgrade, you got to do all that stuff. Yeah. You're hosting it in the SaaS. Right. Most of the time, they'll they'll do it for you. But yeah, it, it is that that. It seems to me that this like with that once.com, it probably because I again I'm thinking of it as the consumer level. Or, or small, small business owner level. But if you think about it from what they're probably going after, it's probably, uh, you know, it's probably large IT departments that have the resources to to take this, run it. Yep. They buy it once, you know, they, they sell, you know, they, they buy it for 10, 20 grand and then they run it themselves. And it's, it's um, in, in that sense, it makes sense. Cause yeah, the, the upkeep is actually, you know, you have those people around anyway in your department. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you already have the team. You already have the yeah. infrastructure, most likely. And if you're going to replace Slack or something, sure. Like there is, I think there's a, yeah. a big win there. You know, if it's less than six Absolutely. figures for what you're going to acquire. I remember when I was in IT back in like '08. This is when I was kind of like still still in it, and we were terrified. All of us were terrified of the cloud because everyone was switching to cloud services, and it was like there was this resistance to wanting to do that because what are we going to do? We have, what's the point of having us around if all of these systems like exchange and office and all this stuff are online, we don't even need to be here anymore. Um, especially servers. And, um, you know, I, I was running this thing called SharePoint, which is still around. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it was a, it was such a pain in the butt to actually get moving, you know, to do anything with, it was so buggy and stuff that, um, having it on the cloud would have been, been, quite pleasant for me, but also have no real, you know, I would have had no job after that. So interestingly enough, I don't know how many people really did lose their jobs. It doesn't seem like it was as a, as extreme as we all feared. Yeah. I think but, they just shifted, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of the thing is you're, you're now freed up. And I know that's a big talk, like in kind of in DevOps or in a lot of this mm. infrastructure as code. Like once you, mm. once you start to automate all this stuff, people get automation is kind of a big thing that people get scared of. They're like, well, you're going to automate my job away. Yeah. And I think in a lot of cases you're actually bringing people up to mm. do cooler things Good point. than what they were previously maybe cutting and pasting out of some SOP somewhere out of some right. wiki page trying to you know follow a process now that's all automated so you can take these people who were doing those things and give them more interesting problems to solve or you know even reallocate them somewhere else so I mean I I would say there there probably are a number of people who would who would kind of get maybe laid off, like if they didn't want to do any of those things, but it's the same with AI, right? I mean, there's yep. there's a number of jobs that are now, they're changing, right? So you maybe need, instead of somebody drawing your logo or creating it in some 
some illustration program, you're just going to have somebody who knows how to curate a prompt right. to get you what, what you want or, or some of that stuff. So I think it, I think a lot of it changes and usually those people find kind of find the, find totally. the next thing or hopefully they find the it's, next thing. It is so true. I, I was working this week on a Python script and I'm not a Python coder at all, but I was working with AI to create a Python script to extract some data out of an API uh, of one of our accounts that I'm trying to close down. And you know, the only way to get that data is thousands and thousands of records. It's just using the API. And um, anyway, I thought I had it working. I spent like eight hours on this thing, maybe longer iteration wow. after it can you do this do that okay well let's not okay it's not doing this i'm telling it what it's not working and finally i think i get it and it's like it pumps out this csv and i look at it, i'm like yes you got it i'm so proud of myself pr proud of the ai where i was so happy <laughs> and then the next day as i'm looking through the data i realize that it just literally has thousands of rows of repeated information oh really they're repeating the content i'm trying to get is like notes for contacts and all the contacts are there. They're all different, but the notes are the same for every contact. It's like, oh. I don't know whose notes these are, but they're not for everyone. It's not for this. Right. Notes. So suddenly you reach out to everybody and using the same notes to <laughs> yeah. talk to them. Like, exactly. Oh, like, wait a second. John you Smith, your daughter <laughs> right. goes to this college. How's she doing? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it was like, I was so deflated. And I was like, you know, I'm sick of this. I've spent over a day, two days, probably trying to get this stupid thing to work. I'm just going to hire someone now. And I, I just thought it was kind of funny because it was like the promise of AI. Maybe it's still early, but like even, you know, there's something about someone who knows how to do something still, even to prompt it. Like someone who knows how to work with that API and who's had experience with that, writing that code, could use the mm -hmm. AI to figure out exactly what it's got right, what it's got wrong, and make the make it quicker for me. And so I think there is certainly, like you're saying, what we're going to be able to do is more powerful than before, but we're still going to need people for now. We're still going to need some people. Who have yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you to, still need to, to know. Yeah. There's still a lot of wisdom that goes into it. Right. So it may, yeah. it may give you something, but it's terribly inefficient or right. it may give you something and it's, you're going to end up dosing your, yeah. whatever API you're hitting with requests. Right. And so there's just like a whole bunch of stuff that, yeah, you still need a, a human to kind of think through those things and somebody who has that, that wisdom or that experience to make mm -hmm. sure what it, it is what you want, right? It's not actually taking the data and storing it in, you know, in an insecure method somewhere on right on some public site <clears throat> and, totally and whatever right. else, right? And then pulling it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good point. So um, I was going to ask because it's um, it is the week the week of the famous week of possibly launch time. What what do you want to give us a status update? Our uh, yeah, your, so your product. So I have one live, live-ish customer. Okay. Um, so I mean, they're I, using the product. They're using it, yes. So I've been fix and again fixing bugs, listening to. Um, I don't know. Maybe how I oversimplify or undersimplify. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Make sometimes I make things more hard than it needs to be. So I've been going through like refactoring some of the UI. Um, one of the things is like my text fields. When you added them, you didn't have. So there was no way to like you could you could put in HTML, but you had to write the HTML yourself. Mm. So I got like a I got yes. the WYSIWYG editors like now around the field. So you can put in that stuff, but then also have the automation generate HTML based content. Cool. And then we kind of have a unique situation because midlife crisis and midlife crisis, the AI doesn't know unless you give it more context, mm. right? Got so it. like a lot of times, if you were looking, and actually I don't know. I usually correct it, but now I, I have it automated where if you look at some of our show notes or whatever, it'll say like in this episode of midlife crisis, mm -hmm. and it's like, no, it's not crisis. It's crisis. Right. 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 And, and so they some of those, spelling. yeah, some of those things. So like just kind of telling it where to fill in. So I think okay. I've got that better. And then some of the, I don't know, just other stuff that people have been doing with it. So I, I'm trying to watch like their, like their workflows in general. Right. So they're taking stuff. And actually, the other thing I want to do now is automate, like our, I don't know, like our videos. Like I think Zoom can automatically update, upload to Dropbox. Yeah. So if we like have that automatically there, just monitoring that to automatically take all of those in and make it even yeah, 
more simple. That'd be cool. That would be, that would yeah, be really so it, nice as a, as a system in which when we press end meeting, it <clears throat> sends it to, and actually that might be something that you look at down the road as an, as an integration is an integration, like an app for zoom, which would both give you a, uh, you know, a, a solid link back, maybe some traffic, but if you had, Oh yeah. You, I didn't even think of zoom app properly. Yeah. Like if you that, were one of the few podcast apps in there, People want people are using Zoom all the time, like us for podcasts. And if yours was one of the few that actually is, you know, maybe it's one of a handful of podcast apps, you're going to get some traffic from there anyway. But it would be so nice yeah, if that was installed. And then at the end of the meeting, it just grabs the meeting, grabs the audio, and then sends it to your system, processes it, and spits it out. And then that's it. There's no like follow up. There's no yeah, no, meeting. that's that's a genius because I was thinking. How to so I know there's there's a recording app called Riverside, yeah, and that yeah. automatically saves to Dropbox, and I think Zoom had something where it automatically saved to Dropbox as well. So I figured like if I had an integration with Dropbox, but probably the Zoom app would be way more powerful. And I don't, I, I guess I don't know how hard it would be to write, but I I don't, I don't think it would be. Think that it would be that hard. hard. I mean, you're a pretty savvy developer. I've again, we're we've written now a Webflow app, something called a Duda app, which is a, a large website builder. We're, we're going to be releasing a Shopify app soon and and hopefully Wix. And, you know, they take a little time, but they're not vastly difficult, especially if you have your, you know, you have, the, you know, the main app already, you just kind of add extensions and, you know, various files to that and you're, you know, you're good to go. And then connect it to, basically the hardest part I would say is kind of the process of submitting these apps, getting approval. That seems to be the, the biggest pain in the butt, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's um. I asked Chat GPT to like tell me how to do it. So yeah, exactly. They'll they'll do it. And also, like even with um, even with us, I I've been looking. The reason I brought it up is I'm thinking about an app for Zoom too, because again, it's it's a big. You know, you're you're getting access to a huge audience of folks that are looking for solutions. And with courses, people are often asking us, "Can we embed a live video into the course into my course?" Because I want to teach live. And we're, I just figured out how to do it manually so we can give them now some code to take the, the beating code and, and embed it in the course. But I would like it to be a click of a button that they can just click the Zoom button and now it's, you know, it's in there. Oh, that would be so cool. Like, have you looked at what else? I, I've never actually looked at the Zoom app store. Like how, is it really saturated or? I don't think it's saturated. I think it's pretty light. Like if you think about Shopify, they're probably the most saturated of app stores I'm, I, is my guess. They're pretty pretty massive. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say Zoom is fairly on the newcomer side. I think they've been only had an app store for maybe two, three years at most. And I think it's still growing. So I would say it's a good time to get in there. Um, yeah, no, but, that's a yeah. great idea. I think that's my one of my next things. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be, again, that, I think that would really sell for me. That would sell me if I was looking for a different, if I was looking for various products that do what yours does. And then I saw one where it was like, oh, have a zoom meeting and when you click end record or end meeting you walk away and it's done your podcast yep. is up a few hours later oh i'm sold i'll buy that because that's the part that that i hate as the as the podcast creator in my past is just it's what i've it's why i've stopped doing it's why I've, if we've ever stopped doing podcasts it's just things get busy I don't feel like it. There's the meeting recording and I've got to do something with it and I'll get to it when I get to it. And then suddenly that becomes one week, two weeks. And then suddenly we're, you know, me and my, me and my podcaster co-host are just haven't met for a while. And, you know, so that's, that's kind of how these things fall yeah. off, you know, but take out the, yeah, that's, the stress and get a different story. Yeah. I think that's maybe where I'll, I'll look at a little bit tonight after yeah, I fix a couple cool. things. I'm curious what you'll see. Yeah. So um, thank cool. you for so that you got, idea. Like, yeah, yeah. One of the best. So you got, so you have your one customer um, and uh, have they uh, any feedback on, so, cause you haven't really given full access to the UI to too many people. Right. Right. So it, it was mostly, I did give, I mean, so basically I, I demoed it with people, right. So okay. like having them walk through um, some people did have access. Um, and so then now I do have a newer UI. And so I've, I don't know. I'll actually, I'll, I'll show it to you. Maybe like, just kind of get your, like your input, like your, your feedback on it. Um, but I mean, there's, I need to get a better UI for sure. Like I need to get it looking prettier, but the main thing for me is just to make sure that I have the, 
the functionality there, sure. like, yeah. to me that's that, that that's critical and then we can make it look prettier later but i, I still i'm trying to make sure i understand what the users are actually doing and how they're do doing it because even looking to hire a, a ui developer it's kind of tricky because i still I, I haven't settled on something right i mean i'm still trying to hone in how is everybody using it so then telling mm -hmm. somebody a really detailed spec i need these fields i need these things they might change or, and they do change right so i mean i'm still changing right. stuff kind of at least weekly if not daily and so some of those pieces i want to make sure i get them down enough so then i can tell someone else like sure here's what i'm doing tell me how bad it sucks and then tell me how mm -hmm. we fix it okay and then go from go from like there. would you say right now um Cause I'm just wondering if you even need a UI developer at, at an early age, at such an early stage, if the functionality is there and it's desired, as long as it's not just, you know, terrible UI where it's like an old. Yeah. I'm using you know, bootstrap. So, I mean, it's yeah, not, not too bad. It doesn't, it doesn't like suck, suck, but yeah, I mean, just from like a, a, a theming and looking pretty True. and some of that stuff, like, you know, I want a great designer if you're looking for if you're looking for someone who can take your so what we did we we had sort of like this um boilerplate that we started with that was view build and view I liked some mm -hmm. of the technology they were using it was quick felt you know performance was nice so we just kind of started with that and they had already kind of figured out some of the basic UI in terms of just where things are, you know, the profile picture leads to the account settings. It's all that stuff was kind of figured out mm -hmm. some decent screens, but um, it was ugly, super ugly. And so what we just had is we hired this develop this designer just to basically take it and pretty it up. And that was much cheaper oh, okay. than doing it from scratch because it was like, well, if we do it from scratch, we're custom coding everything. This is already done. And it's kind of working, has even login, log out, all that stuff. And then we just kind of made him it so his transformation of it was incredible. It was like beautiful afterwards. And it was the same system under, awesome. underneath. So you could do that. And and happy to give you his name, by the way. I I would actually like to uh, be able to refer him. He's quite good. And he uh he oh, works in Yeah, I'd something. love to chat with yeah. him and even I mean, even just show him like what I have today. Right. I think it's again, it's functional. The back end works. I mean, all of the interaction is there, but I kind of by design like i haven't spent much time yeah on how how all that interaction like i know when some site is really good but right. I, I don't know that i know how to make mine that good and so that's where sure, know, sure. I, I would definitely like to defer to somebody who's done yeah. this a lot who's the expert in those areas totally yeah so that's uh i'll, I'll send it to you afterwards but yeah anyway that somebody or somebody that can do that just to give you you know i think it's for me it's just like getting the getting it out the door there's probably still some embarrassment, but you know, if you can get it to where you're not super embarrassed, <laughs> you're like, you feel oh, good about it. Well, they say like, if you're not embarrassed, and yeah. I do think like I probably waited too long anyway. So they say like, if you're not, not embarrassed, like you didn't, you waited right. too long. And so yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. I, I still need to start the company. I was looking at, I don't know. I know we talked about like, should I do it in Delaware? And oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it matters. Um, so I'm just going to incorporate in my local state. Cool. Like I, I'll probably yeah. get that done maybe this weekend and then just nice. get all the stuff set up so I can have like Stripe for subscriptions yeah. and stuff and then turn it on and be there. Then I, I was going to also hang out kind of in some of the podcast Facebook groups, right? And just, sure. you know, when people are like asking for stuff, I was going to offer them kind of like, Hey, you want to, you want to try this? Right. Like, and just Yeah. And I was thinking about that too. So I, you know, you mentioned you sent me a few of them, and I I think I checked out those. And um, and your your wife was in a few podcasting groups, and this is kind of how you thought about those kind of things. And I'm curious, like what you what what happens with that? I I um I know that I'm just not. It is one of the least favorite things for me to do is to spend time in groups promoting myself. I actually tried this during. As I was starting this company, I tried this in the pandemic. I think we, I think it was at the end of the pandemic that we kind of started this. No, it was actually right before. And um, at the time, remember there was Clubhouse, and Clubhouse was blowing yep. up like crazy. Yep. And so I was in Clubhouse all the time, and there were all these groups about coaching. <laughs> so I get into these groups. No, not coaching, online courses. But they're mostly coaches that are doing this. So I get in these online courses, mm -hmm. and it's just. 
it was a good experience to learn, but it was immensely exhausting for me because I just felt like every day there's the same person that starts the, the clubhouse group or the whatever they call it. And they are very clear that they're trying to sell their product. And everyone who's attracted is trying to sell their product. So we had a group, right. it was like, it was like a bunch of fools speaking to the choir. And we would be like 20 people in there all trying to sell something, hawk something up. And maybe yes. there were probably, I remember there being like a small row at the bottom of like people that were confused and were actually interested in anything. And it was just a bunch of people talking over each other and, oh no, this is how you do it. And we're trying to give like good information, but subtly we're all trying to hawk our products. And right, right, I, right. Was just, I tried this for like three weeks and I was like, I'm burnt out. Every, every freaking time I get in there, it's the same conversation. I'm learning nothing new now. And it's just mostly me. So that was sort of the worst experience. I'm hoping that a Facebook group is less of that. But then I, I also know that I, I will get bored after a certain time if I'm having to respond to the same things again, see the same questions. It's not interesting for me. So I know that I will fail to keep it consistent. So I'm wondering if I should have like an assistant, like I have a VA that I probably could give um, a task of this to. But the question is how good of a job will he do? And will he really... You know, what's it for him? Will he really feel? Will he well, yeah, find the right could you balance? give a commission on that? Yeah, that's right? an idea. So I was like, thinking about that. That's a good idea. Because even have like, I don't know if you have any affiliate system or even yeah. not just an affiliate, right? Just have them put in or even have him tell you like the name of the person he referred, mm, right? Because cool. then that way, you know, and actually even better, I mean, even it might be kind of cool is if he's in there and he's like, hey, you know, I, I work for a company. We provide this. You know, yeah. how would I set up a meeting with okay. you and the owner, right? So then all of a sudden mm. it's like, you know, so yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily a, here, use my product. It's like, right. let's talk about if we're a good fit for each other. Right, right. Okay. And and so then I, I think, because I think people would appreciate that. And then even more, if you are a good fit and then you're listening to them yeah, and you're like, hey, you know, that's a good feature. Like we don't have that, but I'll add that for you. What, or whatever, right? I mean, just get, I mean, again, it's just about having the conversations, right? With the right people. And so there may be some people who aren't ready to do it or they don't yeah. want to launch the courses or they're going to do it in, in a month and in another month and another month, whatever. So you're, uh, I don't know if there's a way to like weed those people out, but even then yeah. like he could go back and he could search like, has this person posted in the group before? Have they maybe right. tried other things? So if you come up with a script that he could say like, you know, what have you tried before? Mm. You know, even like, I think it's the mom test, right? So like in that mm. book, th there's a number of questions you can kind of, get really good information out of them. So he could maybe ask those questions, like, what are you trying to do? Right. right? So you can make sure he's not trying to do something that's not what your platform does. Right. Right. And so then you, you just kind of get this, you know, you end up getting better, better leads or, or at least that's you're reaching out to better people. I almost wonder if there's a way to sponsor fit. a Facebook group or something, because I'm, I'm, I feel like the danger of course, is you get in there and you do, if you do too good of a job with these kind of things, then you start to get on the radar and on the bad side of the moderator, but it would be interesting to see if you could approach a moderator and say, yeah, you know, because it used to be with meetup.com, you could, a company could sponsor a meetup group and be like, we're going to oh, yeah, yeah, fees yeah. or whatever for, and then you get kind of like a little logo. It'd be interesting to see if we could go to some groups and say, we'd like to sponsor your group. We're going to pay you, you know, hundred bucks. I don't know. I don't know what the right amount, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks a month would be nice. Uh, but just kind of like for fees, for your effort, da, 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 and see what that would look like. And maybe maybe we get like one or two posts a month that we can just kind of shamelessly plug ourselves. Maybe we get the right to oh, yeah. respond to, you know, questions about answer technology questions without being deleted. Something yeah, you could. That. So, I mean, that's so that's the Russell Brunson Dream 100 thing. Okay. I don't know where he got it from, but that's basically the concept of like, who are the gatekeepers to your mm -hmm. audiences? Right. And so if you can find, I mean, even if you can build a relationship with people sure. in those groups and even offer them, you know, one of the things like I, I'm, I guess I'm scared about, but I'm, I, I'll do it because it'll be better or it'll, it'll make me better yeah. is having somebody review it. Right. So coming up to somebody and saying, Hey, here's, here's what we're trying. Like, right. Yeah. You know, you've been in this space, you know, Good point. I mean, you're an expert in this space. You're, mm. you're an authority here. What do you think? Right. right? right and right. even offer to like pay them for their feedback. And it doesn't even have to be, I don't know, it doesn't necessarily even have to be like public feedback, which is like for their critique of it. Sure. Right. And just kind of see like, what do you think? Like, where, where are we falling short? 
Got where it. aren't we? I mean, just yeah. some of that stuff. But then Gosh, there's so much to do there. Yeah. Just as you're well, talking, you I'm, can my also to do list is going up. <laughs> yeah. You can also target um, like Facebook groups with ads. Right. So oh, if, is that if right? you know, okay. specific it used to be, you ads, could not, like, I don't know. A couple of years ago when yeah, I tried I, this, all I could, all I could target was Facebook pages. Is it true that you can now do groups? Oh, I, I'm, I, I guess I'm not sure. Maybe I am. Maybe okay. I'm wrong on that. But I mean, I, I think you can you can still target it enough, right? To, yeah. I mean, if if they like this page, right, for some for That's some true. course platform or some educator, you know, if there's online educators totally. platform or whatever, like you can you can at least start hitting them, and then I don't know, like how specific you can get into some of the. I like the, the idea details. of the gatekeeper approach. I think that needs to be a project. So as I've talked to you about before, you and Jeff, this will be the year of me really trying to get into the weeds and marketing. First project was mm -hmm. SEO. I was thinking about doing like a Facebook ad, but maybe more efficient use of my time would be to go and approach and, and build some relationships with the gatekeepers, whether that be sponsoring, you know, again, sponsoring a Facebook group. We could look at that. It could be, uh, you know, kind of we talked about a few episodes ago, like the Belvedere alcohol, Belvedere uh, vodka story yeah. where he, uh, just to refresh folks, who don't know he i think um he basically gave i believe their trick and we didn't mention this last time their trick was they were trying to promote this vodka again who knows how good it was but they sent beautiful bottles with packages and all this you know wrapping and stuff to basically gatekeepers or big shots let's say let's call them big shots in the industry you know celebrities and uh, important people influencers at the time this is in the 90s so this is before the word influencer probably meant anything and they, because they got this extremely beautiful thing, they would go, I think he had a story about Robert De Niro went to a bar in New York. And because he'd received this oh, yeah. uh, bottle, he asked to make some sort of drink with that Belvedere and everyone overheard him and it became this big story. So I was thinking as I was listening to that, you know, why not give, what would it, what would that mean if we were to just give free accounts either you know time to you know maybe give a year free or just unlimited to big shot course influencers what would mm -hmm. be the yeah you know, the pros and cons i mean it probably would cost us not very much i mean in terms of server fees and all that stuff but if it led to more people signing up because of that could that be could that be valuable? well and then if they say they're using it right so i think yeah. that's the big thing right like when they when suddenly like somebody you look up to is using that as yeah. your platform Right. Then it's a little bit easier versus somebody. I mean, th there's influencers in various spaces. I mean, like email service providers, uh, for example. There's a a popular one that was created, but the people that are repping it aren't using it. Right. right? So I mean, to, to me, that's like, eh, yeah, you know, that, that's point. unique. Like, yeah, yeah. If if you're actually using it, and I think that a lot of times people are afraid of feedback. But if, uh -huh. if you're like, if you're soliciting that, if you're asking people, like, hey. Tell me where it sucks. Tell me what you right. don't like. Right. right. We, and if your mission is to like help them, I think it would be, okay. I think this it gets cool. easier. Um, but what about, um, I was just thinking about this as you were talking, um, newsletters, right? So right mm -hmm. now newsletters are huge. Newsletter sponsorship. Like I, hmm. Interesting. I, I don't even know how, but I get a bunch of emails about like, Hey, you can sponsor our newsletter. And so I'm thinking like, there's, I'm pretty sure there's tons of, newsletters on courses so if you can get yourself in there like finding out like how many how many slots people have or how many emails email addresses like how many subscribers they have whatever their accounts are there might be a way that you could actually get in hmm. get in some of those That'd lists awesome. like and even if they're just smaller lists like a, a few thousand yeah then what that means is your advertising is going to be like non-existent right like the the cost is going to be so totally. cheap and and even this then, is the like, kind of stuff that I want to find is like, I, again, I've, I think I mentioned this to you guys before, like I could just turn on Facebook ads, but gosh, that seems like so overdone and like, yeah, that's so uncreative and, and yeah, 2020 and it's expensive and that's not a good bang for your buck. I'd love to find grassroots, interesting methods of, of marketing this, this year. So that's you're inspiring me. Because again, I was like, oh, I guess I'll turn on some ads now. But I actually think this would be a better use of my time is to kind of get creative and think of like, what are some other, what are some other ideas? You know, we could sponsor podcasts, we could sponsor newsletters. 
yeah. um, and just see what those results and just start collecting data to see like what's actually working. Um, but yeah, that's a beautiful idea. Do, if you have any that you uh, remember, any if, if you don't wouldn't mind um, forwarding one to me, I'd love to just check out to see like what their pitch is and what to look for. Oh, I, I don't have any for like, okay. so I, I subscribe to a bunch of newsletters. None of them are related to courses. Um, not courses, but, I, but just, just send one. If you have any that you have that said no. join our newsletter, I'd love to see what that looks like. Oh, just I'm so in a kind of yeah, I'm in a group. Like it was in a okay. There was also a cool. Slack message not too long ago. I, I oh, saw okay. somebody's like basically we have slots available, and it wasn't mm. it wasn't that crazy. But even I would think the people who run the newsletters they probably have to have their own courses. Yeah, right. Oh. So to be an authority, so sure, especially if they're just starting out, right? So like partnering with you. I think that could be a big win for them, right? To give them like you're, you're a creator of what they want to use. Right. And then they're making this right. So again, just, I think that they're going to be like much more open and receptive to like the relationship. It's yes. not going to be, it, it wouldn't be like lopsided, right? Where you're yeah, going yeah. to Kim Kardashian sure. and saying, Hey, make a course and, and use my software. It's more like, Hey, you know, we're, yeah. we're kind of on the same level here. We're it's not helping each other. It's not out. too. Yeah. I like it. And I like the idea of like, um, you know, again, if we did give free accounts to, to select folks, it'd have to also come with more motivation for them. It have to be, there needs to be an affiliate program at that point that they can actually do something with this. Okay. I like it. Yeah. What do I do? How do I make more money from you guys? Or how do I make, get more value from you all? Um, and that would be, I'll send this out to your list, et cetera. So this is cool. Yeah. yeah. I would think you have a lot of opportunities in the same way because it's kind of similar in some ways, it's there's a bit of crossover with the market, uh, who the end customers are, and co podcasters often they are course creators, and so you know they'll sure, either sure, way yeah. they're influencers. They have a list and they have a, an audience, and so I'm guessing some of these would apply easily to you as well. Yeah, I think our, our demos can be pretty. And even more, like, what if you could turn your courses into podcasts or turn your yeah, podcasts into courses? Right, exactly. Right? Like, exactly. I mean, there's that'd be nice. Yeah. So I think there's there's a craft that we can make a product right there in the middle somewhere. Um, totally. Yeah, that's cool yeah. though. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because I think um, well, I'm excited. I'm also nervous. I'm really not. I've always ne never liked this sort of like getting. I think what I realized about myself, and I've mentioned this before, is like I've been great at doing an, a decent, okay job at marketing, but I've never really gotten in and, and hustled. And I think this is where I really need to kind of like, my tendency is to want to hire someone to do some of the stuff. But the problem is that they never really care. They don't have any incentive. They have no skin in the game. So I right. really think it's got to be me that goes out, sends an email, and then sends 10 more. <laughs> sends a lot of tedious yeah. work, but it is important. Well, and what if you even just go on X or something, right? And you start yeah. looking at course creators, right? And you just reach out to them like, That's hey, point. I got this company, you know, I'm making this, right? So it, I mean, I, I get the the concept of like hustle and sending all these cold emails, whatever, like that, that's cool. But, and you can do that. Like there's nothing wrong with doing that. But if you, if you want to actually have like conversations, right, like go where the people are who right, are right. even the newsletter creators for their courses, right. Because they're, they're going to really, they want to grow their newsletter most likely. So if you just go reach out to those guys or, or even other people who have really successful courses and just talk to them, like as a, like, how did you do it? Right. And maybe yes. even ask to, asked to use them for a case study or something yeah and that's what's neat um, about that actually platform but. yeah totally i love it what's the kind of neat about that is that they newsletter uh creators are going to be the easiest to get access to because they send out a newsletter to their people with their email address and you know almost everyone yeah sends it out usually will read replies so that's actually well, and they want you to reply on. and they want you because then exactly. that that fixes all the all the spam that's a nice filters. one i so, love that that's they, that would be pretty pretty bad badass all right cool uh jeff you're I back made it back you make it back you uh Amazing. you get out of the bail or whatever yeah exactly yeah well it turns out it was you know wasn't that terrible made it out alive it was tijuana how'd you get but... the black eye <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's right. yeah Glad why are you limping um, yeah Right. No, no. Right. What's um, in your hair? All is good. All is good. I'll make you. Is that hair gel? Um, <laughs> you use a lot of hair. It gel was a joke. Hair. And on that note, I use a ton um, of hair gel. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you're back. We were just kind of. I I think we're kind of wrapping up. As Steve was mentioning, he is. Uh, he's got 
kind of a soft launch going on with a few, maybe one customer, maybe more soon, who's actually utilizing the the UI. Um, and so do you have, uh, Steve, any kind of like, uh, what, what is your kind of goal for, are you doing a, do you think you're even going to want to do a hard launch? Do you want to just do kind of like a rollout that's kind of slowly grows? I mean, what's your thought on um, that? Yeah, so I, I was thinking keeping it invite-ish only. Okay. Right? Again, kind of talking like, I, I want to make sure it's the right fit. And maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe that's like action faking or I'm just like too scared to launch it subconsciously. I don't know. But really, I just want to make sure that it's good, right? And I want to make sure that people like it and maybe turn into like the clubhouse effect where it's invite only, right? I like um, it, yeah. Maybe, maybe not that. But uh, yeah, just getting it uh, again. So if, if I know like 80% of people are a good fit and then just sitting in Facebook groups talking to people or even you know on Twitter on X, whatever, finding other people who are asking these questions and just just understanding like what do you want to do? How how do you do it? And then, you know, for people, you know, like when you had your other podcast, right? Like how, how do they die? Right. Yeah. And then understand why they die. Mm-hmm. And so if there's you know, any kind of make sure like the mission it, right? is still aligned. Yeah. I think that's yeah. great. I like it. I like it. That's great. Okay. Well, the clubhouse effect can certainly work. And um, I think, especially if you have, you know, either some way of getting because i think we did that too at the beginning we kind of did a invite get an invite type thing for a few months and i don't think i let them in i think i just basically put up a land page and said get the invite get the early invite nothing was ready to be launched yet so um when i did launch i was able to send that out to maybe i think it was 100 people or something like that who had signed up and that was kind of an, it, you know, it wasn't like that was a lot, but I got, you know, I got some science, got some feedback soon, quickly and stuff like that. So it might be nice. Um, you know, you could, you could put up a landing page, you could send it out to some of these groups you're talking about um, and, uh, and see what the reaction is. I, I will, you know, it'd be interesting too, like, like you're saying with the Facebook groups, there's also, um, I guess, LinkedIn groups now. I don't know how successful those are. Oh but, yeah, for yeah. sure. LinkedIn. Yeah. But, so, I think the saturation isn't there as much, so it might yeah, be easier. Maybe, maybe for so. some things at least. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question. So, I mean, you know, I, I remember the whole invite only and mm-hmm. everything else. Um, you know, is this is this mainly the psychological effect of FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Is that mainly what you're going for? Or are you trying to limit the ramp? Or- no, I, I want to make sure I have enough time to. So I want to, I, I want to personally meet, maybe not meet, mm. but I want to personally Talk interact to. with the first thousand customers. Mm. Nice. And I mean, time-wise, if we think about how long it takes, right? I, I want to walk them through the process. I, I want to watch them walk through the process, right? I want to screen share with them on Zoom why they're doing what they're doing, right? I, I want to see I want to get as close as possible so I can understand, like, you know, even if they don't think something sucks, if I think it, it could be done easier and like seeing if they're like, if we can talk through those things, whatever, mm-hmm. just understanding. Uh, Cause I think I, I kind of have a new paradigm for how things are done, but it also still maybe, I don't know, again, it's like what I think, not necessarily for right. sure, like what somebody else thinks. So me using the platform is for me, somebody else using it's for them, just making sure like we're, I, I'm like my, my selling point is we make it easy for you to share your story. Right. And but if I'm failing there, they, like, right. You want to meet them. where yep. they. And so that's the thing. It's not, not so much the scarcity scarcity effect would be cool, but I, I'm not looking for that. I just want to make sure like what all of you. So longer term, like as I, as we start advertising or offering like commissions or affiliate stuff, I don't want people just, you know, slaying in my stuff on something and then having like a really high churn. I want it to be successful. Yeah. And so I want to make sure it's a good product. And ultimately, like, I mean, obviously if people keep paying, that's a good sign, but I still want to be involved to make sure that it is truly like it's adhering to the mission. Cool. I'm going to so, be customer so that's number 1,000. <laughs> I'm, I'm signing up right get, now. Get Jay. 99. Yeah, 99 <laughs> well, before yeah, dude, his last By that uh, time, your pitch will be Christine, yeah. You know, um, you will have yeah. all of those use cases. And when I throw you a curveball, you'll already have solved it. Um, solved for it. it. It'll already be done. Mm-hmm. 
Well, cool. Um, well, let's look forward to seeing how it goes. Maybe next week, uh, any kind of goals for everyone that they want to have done by next time? I want to look at the Zoom app thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Talk about the Zoom and then app. I, I do have some some cleanup, but it's kind of a busy week for me. Um, we were on vacation the first couple days mm -hmm. of the week, and then I still worked, but I didn't get as much done. Right. Um, but Jeff, anything on your end? I had, yeah. My goal is to get back into it um, okay the uh there's been a lot of travel over the past two weeks mm -hmm. um, and i know uh i think we was I, I think i was traveling the last time we had our uh podcast um, yeah you were in canada last time and yeah just got back from new york this time as we talked about um and i i need to get back get back to work literally so um, all right expect to have some movement and i'll share Next week. Okay. All right. I'm going to um, try to put together a marketing plan based on what Steve and I spoke about. A uh, grassroots marketing plan is the is maybe the name of that. And I'll try to share a little bit of it next time um, before we, uh, yeah, before I get jump in, get some feedback. Swag. Got to get your swag developed. Yep, awesome. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right, gentlemen, have a great rest of your week and uh, be productive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. See y'll next we'll time. We'll see you next time. Take care.